Hi. Bye. <laughs> I'm Tess Niedermeyer, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're in LA, tempting Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries in sunny Burbank, California, with Carolyn Kane. Hello. She's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, and she has invited a friend and fellow artist to join us in the show, on the show, to engage the Pop Oracle. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Melissa Diane. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Get a little closer oh. to the mic. Oh, so, yeah. oh, oh to hear. Oh, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah. So, so, Melissa, how do you know Kira? Dog walking. You, you both walk, you're both professional dog walkers? No, no. We, no. we go to the same dog park. Or she's, we did. She's Pickles' mom, and I'm Ocho's mom. Yeah. Pickles and Ocho. Yeah. Cute couple. So Pickles and Ocho met each other, and then we met each other. That's correct. Yeah, we were talking while they were sniffing. Yeah. And turns out we're both artists. Yes. And when you... I mean, there's all kinds of art, but you're talking about you're both uh, visual artists, painters. How would you describe... Like, uh, we haven't really gotten into it. How would you describe what you do, Kira? I draw and paint... Um, Draw and paint. You're an illustrator, is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And is that would you would that be how would you describe what you do as well? Uh, well, I do some illustration, mm-hmm. but the majority of my work is a big canvas painting. Big canvas painting. Yeah. So stuff that's a moderate to large size, uh, original work. Nobody's necessarily ever telling me to do it. I'm just coming up with themes and executing them. Yeah. Sometimes I have paintings that I just make and sit on for a while, and, you know, it's just a, an output type of thing. And when you say sit on them, you don't mean that, that you actually... <laughs> no. Okay. Like, <laughs> there is no never, physical sitting. No, no, no with our, you know, with artists, <laughs> like, there's a lot of ways to get that paint on the, on right. the canvas. No. So I'm curious when you say, whenever anyone tells me they, they paint on big canvases, I always ask them, have they seen the film The Horse's Mouth? No. It's a film that Alec Guinness did in the late 50s. He wrote it and starred in it, and he plays an artist named Gully Jimson, who is constantly in search of huge palettes, huge places to oh, paint. Really? And 
getting in con like the, at the begins he there's a rich a rich fam a rich lady basically who's who hires him to paint her wall and he ends up destroying her apartment and ah. the pursuit of it and it's just about it's a beautiful film about it sounds really good um, the ma like yeah. just the madness of inspiration and how wow. in if you just if yeah. you per, if you're pursuing your inspiration you may you're going to seem insane but that's also what ge where genius comes from right i like alec guinness a lot it's one of his yeah. I, I mean i love 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 alec guinness and i think it's one of his finest roles really yeah, yeah. better than tinker taylor soldier spy a lot more fun. Okay. Tigger Taylor's Soldier Spy right. is a bummer. But it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. If you want to enjoy an Alec Guinness film, I say The Horse's Mouth. If the you want to see mouth, a yeah. really impressive work of acting from also, that's when Alec Guinness was, he was much, that was the, as post Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's definitely an older. Right. And the young, I love the young Alec. Like, in the the man in the white suit, all those Ealing comedies. When he was a young guy, he was kind of like Stan Laurel from Laurel and Hardy. He was oh, just okay, like, I didn't yeah. know. I don't think I've seen much young Alec Guinness. Oh, there's a lot to get. There's a lot to see. But uh, but as yeah. an artist, the horse's mouth. Okay, I recommend cool. it to you and anyone listening. Because art films are usually kind of uh, pretty bad. Yeah. So do you, when you do you like art? One of the things I think about art films is unless it's about a painter that we know, like uh, you know, there's all there's lots of movies about Van Gogh. So they can right. use his paintings. But a lot of times I feel like when they make a movie about a painter, the best thing is to not show the paintings and show the reaction to it. Or but do yeah. you disagree? I think the I think the problem is is that showing the process of painting mm -hmm. is actually they always make it a lot more dramatic than it actually is. Yes, like the process totally. of painting is actually this really ridiculously boring. Boring and kind of weird. Yeah, it's not something you would really want to ever watch somebody do. Like, there's um, the Modigliani movie is horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. But the funniest part in the whole thing is when they have a paint-off. And mm -hmm. so they have all these, like, dramatic uh -huh. reenactments of Picasso painting and Utrio and and they're all drinking and they're crying and they're, like, throwing paint at the canvas. Wait, that's not what you do? No. That's how I write songs. I <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of wish I was that cool, you know? But it's like, no, 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 no. And so I don't, I think that's why art films tend to struggle a bit is because like watching like a music film, watching a musician make music is kind of cool. Yeah, but they get that yeah. wrong a lot too. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty. If you awful know it, too. if you know yeah. a thing, I think that's everything. Yeah. If you know law, movies about lawyers, or you're yeah. like that's bullshit. You're I like, guess you're right. Like yeah. every, yeah. So, uh, but are there any art films about the, about being an artist that you feel like, ooh, they got it, they nailed it. They got it. Uh, Pollock. Oh, you thought Pollock? Yeah. That's thought, pretty dramatic. He does a lot of drinking and crying and yeah, punching and Yeah, but I think I some liked of it too. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I think some of the psychological aspects, I think the act of his painting was a little silly, but mm -hmm. the psychological aspect of being an artist and showing your work, uh, I think was accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, Camille Claudel. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I love that one. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. What was it Agreed. about that? That uh, that's with um Isabella Adjani. Yeah. Yes. Okay, besides the great. The, yes. Yes. Besides the fact that she's gorgeous and mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah. Um I think that it also got the dynamic of making work and then also the female role in the art world, which was super yes. accurate in that yeah. one. Because the art world is very misogynistic and people don't like to talk about it. 
and it's very well, patriarchal. Well, men don't like to talk about it. Right. <laughs> and men are usually the ones who choose to do the talking. And then there's, yeah. we have to mention Gentileschi, the Artemisia Gentileschi film. Okay, I, I didn't see that one. Artemisia. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't see that one. I think we've talked about that one. Yeah. No, speaking yeah. about that, that dynamic, the Camille Claudel dynamic, did, did you like uh, the Frida Kahlo film with Salma Hayek? I didn't see that one all the way through. Really? No. I did it. Was it? Did you I not admit, watch it all the way through because you just were like, "Yeah." Uh, I think I, I think at the time I was kind of like, eh, no. "Okay, so that didn't that didn't ring the bell." It just didn't. It just didn't strike me. Got it. I haven't been a huge Kahlo fan, and I think that's part like it's just not my style of art. Did you like the Basquiat film? Uh, no. 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 Not did not like that at all. No. Do you like Basquiat? Okay. So it, does it, do, okay. So then, does it matter to you with an art film? Do you have like if you like the artist, are you more critical? Or are you more inclined to like the film? Um, I think with Pollock, I don't like his work either, but I thought the film was very good. Right. Uh, with Camille Claudel, though, on the other hand, I do love her sculptures and I love her dance. So I've, no matter what happened there, I was going to give everything an opportunity. But you all would you also but, be really judged if it was they got it wrong? Yeah, I would have been super judgy. Yeah. 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 And then some of the ones that are just bad, but I still like the artists, like even the Van Gogh films. Like the Yeah. All the Van Gogh films are kinda good because his story his story is so Yeah. He is wonderful and his work <laughs> is wonderful, so I kinda give it a pass. Yeah. You know, so I you know, he's yeah, it's just things like that. I think if it's just kind of I don't like their work and I'm not totally engaged, I'm just like, okay, pass, move. I think there are yeah. some people would probably say that like every like if it's a Be- if it's a Beatles movie, there's gonna be some even if it's bad, there's gonna be yeah. something that's good about it. There's gonna be like, something cool. I feel like uh, Van Gogh is the same way. Like they, yeah. he just is such a poetic figure. Every every artist can see them. Like certainly most artists can see themselves as him because most of us do not are not rec- like he found the perfect lane to get in for everyone to relate to like just have no one ever buy your paintings and we can all relate to that right, right? exactly we all might be that you just right. don't know and what a like yeah that's a that's some serious jazz like playing only grace notes yeah. right. Awesome. right 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 I feel like that's gonna relate to my question to the so, Oracle. Well, uh, that's great. Yeah, I so, know. what is so? What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Well, okay. So I got in here, and you guys were having the heavy political conversation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now I'm, we're having the heavy art conversation. Yeah, heavy art. This is gonna be a little more lighthearted. Okay. But I feel like, and I had a few questions I thought about today, and I was trying to, you know, at least obviously, um, well, not obviously, but usually anything art related is what's on my mind Mm -hmm. it's what's most consuming i'm a total workaholic i'm you know that's uh, you're an artist art is kind of everything and i had a few different questions and then i'm kind of sitting in the waiting room and i pull up my instagram and there's a post from the gallery that i've been wanting to get into forever i thought to myself i was like "Ah, that's it really deep down as like juvenile as it sounds I totally want this gallery and this gallerist to notice me. And I thought about that a little bit further, and I was like, why is that? It seems like you make all this work. Um, I still will make work, even if nobody ever shows it. Uh, It's almost compulsion, like you're compelled to create. I don't think that I make work to care about the outcome or the audience, but at the same time, the gratification of getting into a space 
that you really, really want to get into is amazing. Yeah. And when you see the people that are in that space or are already accepted into it, it's like, they're the cool kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not just any gallery. I've been at this for long enough. It's not just like, oh, anybody show my work, you know, so on and so forth. That's not really gratifying. But it's gratifying if the person you want to notice your stuff notices it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I did, and it, like, on one level, it seems shallow. And on another level, it's kind of that question or impulse that nobody kind of will really admit is that you kind of want to get in, you want to get accepted into the circle yeah. that you desire to be in. Yeah. And you want then to be part of that group and you want everybody to see your work and experience your ideas. Yeah. You know, because painting just sitting in a room when nobody ever sees it, it, it doesn't feel the same way. Right. You know, it, just, it feels like it, then it's just completely self-serving. It's nothing to do with the community. So on and so forth. So what's the question? So the question is, is that gallery, which I don't want to name, but it's nearby where I live, um, are they ever going to notice me? Oh. <laughs> is the gallery ever going to notice you? Yeah. They ever, the owner, I guess, or maybe an assistant. And by, by notice you, you mean not, like recognize your art? Recognize my art and ask me to... Show there. Yeah, show there. Okay. Well, now to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to... Spin the wheel of eight. Okay, so I spin. Na 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 wheel of eight. Song number five, and song number five has come up already. So, so now we're gonna go to the cards. Okay. So hold on a second. Let's get the cards out. So we're gonna take out song number two. And song number four, and song number five, and song number seven. Okay, so to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card. Song number three, which is Half Beast. Ooh. <laughs> uh, how's this going to go? <laughs> How is this going to go? I was wondering. Half Beast. That's all your tongue will 
That was Half Beast from Carolyn Kane. The answer to the question, will the art gallery give recognition and an invitation to Melissa for her work and her art? So, Kira, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Well, it's. I think it's like... Um an open letter to a stranger and to the idea of a person or the idea of of an entity even um, that half paced in particular that dear so and so you may identify as not entirely uh, someone who thinks themselves appropriate to engage with a context that I'm asking you to engage with. That's kind of what that song is. Like, yeah. Like, come on, the world is ours to make. That So you don't recognize yourself in the world. You don't recognize the world as a place for you because you're half beast. You are of another world in your mind. But in fact, the whole world is ours to make and in, come back to the world, engage in the world because it's entirely plastic and it's of our making and it has to be remade constantly. Oh. Well... I think that works for my question. Were there any lines that jumped out to you as far as other, otherwise relating to your question when well, you were listening to it? it was funny to, uh, kind of on an offshoot, but there's this painting I'm working on right now. I think you've seen it. Where the women are running through the hills, taking off their tops. Yes, I so, But they're it. from the back. So these women are hiking into the wild. So... That painting in itself is kind of a reaching and a reinvention type thing. So it's funny because when you were singing that song, I also thought it was like a bit of a theme song for the current painting that I'm going through right now. I mean, because that's that that's that idea of like stripping yourself and remaking yourself and invention and you know almost and it, the women are kind of like beasts. That's the point mm-hmm. that they're animalistic. The and um, and somewhat that animalisticness helps you, you know, that animalistic bravery helps get you to where you want to get to go. You know? Yeah. Not being overly not being overly concerned about what people think about you. And yeah. the, the line to me, the line, show me your face to me just says, 
go to the gallery, show them your face. Right. And, and the context and a pla- finding a place for yourself in the world and thinking that you're foreign and that something is more civilized than you, quote unquote, is, is I think maybe at the heart of what everyone secretly fears about themselves that they're just a little too wild inside for everything. Right. And so I think this song is saying that's not true. We all have that. We're all half beast and we can remake the context always and we always should. Right. So I think basically this is go to the gallery. Right. <laughs> show see, up, I, show up there. See, Get the I, wine I, and cheese. I, I I got something I got something different out of it, which was the idea, well, that it says, come on, uh, find a way around it, find a way around it. We had Todd Lawrence on, and, and he uh, he's a big advocate for trying to get Harry Nilsson in the Hall of Fame. And I have I always feel like, I don't know why anyone, why any good musician would, would ever want to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, like it's a, it's a, oh, dis- why is that? I just think it's a, I think for, I think that, like, so a Hall of Fame in a sport, there's a, it's not subjective. If someone hits the most home runs, they are the best home run hitter. Okay. But if you have a number one hit, that does not mean you wrote the best song or that you're the best band. Nah. And so many of the best music in the world has never made it anywhere near the particular charts that are used to determine entry into that hall. Right. And so and there's, there's some I, – I could go on an infinite number of rants about why – just the concept of a Hall of Fame in rock and roll is an insult to the very medium that it's claiming to support. And then if you have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and it's a bunch of white guys, there's also a thing that's going on. There's a lot of things that are going yeah. on that make it something you wouldn't want to be a part of. And it made me think as cool. I think that a lot of times that have you ever wanted to be a part of a cool club and then you got to be a part of the cool club and then you realized it wasn't all that? Yeah, yeah. That describes my years in New York. Well, I mean, it even... Every time ever. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, and it says, tell me it's every, tell me everything you see with your mirror eyes that you're projecting onto this. Maybe it will be a lie if that's all your tongue will do, which is just like if once you get inside of those scenes of cool people, there's a lot of like, you know, just a lot of backstabbing, trying to keep your social status, I found, like yeah. when you're in yeah. the cool kids. Um and then the song and seems not like it's lying is very difficult. Yeah, yeah. When you're so in, you got to find a way around it, and, and you got to tell the truth somehow. And right. I feel, well, I feel like that's what the song is. Like, Come on, the world is ours to make and make again, 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 again. Like you're, uh, this is not necessarily the best uh, career advice, but I have always just my feeling is that the art always outranks the gallery. Even yeah. bad art is better than a good gallery, I think. I think a bad song is better than a great commercial radio station. Yeah. <laughs> that plays the same songs over. So that, like even though you'd like to get your song on that commercial radio station, you'd like to get your stuff in that gallery, but you already outrank the gallery by being an artist. Yeah. And in the in the sense of your own art, you like you are the queen. <laughs> Tell me I am your queen. You are the queen of your domain of your art. And nobody within that realm can can their their opinion should not matter, good, bad, or indifferent for these women who are raging who are running into the forest. That even then and I loved it, your response was 
not to hear the song as a response to your political aims to to get into the scene, but was right back to the work that you're working on, which is all that really matters. Right. That's really? true. Yeah. It is. Well, and that's kind of the dichotomy of it all. It, right. it, that's the two, like the, when you said the half beast, I also think that artists exactly. in a lot of ways are half beasts. Just like it's this Herman yeah. Hesse thing, Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Where you're constantly, you're almost like that villain two face, you mm-hmm. know, where you're on one side completely dedicated to the art itself and on the other side want the acceptance that goes along with that. Yeah. And you're kind of switching, you're going back and forth into those modes on a regular basis. Yeah, but well, and and really, who's the hero of Camille Claudel? Is it Rodin? Because he's certainly the most successful. He's the one who got into the right. most galleries. And she goes crazy. Yeah. So, it's, but <laughs> like my favorite, my favorite line from that whole movie is she's in the crazy space that she made. Like cause nobody will show her work, and she has like. 25 sculptures in this room that's like flooding yeah. and she's she sits down she looks like a bag lady she's absolutely yeah. nuts and she's like i really should have spent my money on dresses <laughs> and you, just, you just sit there and you're like that is so tragic and then you're like oh i have felt that yeah. you know like where you're just oh, oh my god right that's so right you know why didn't i just go to happy hour with my friends what was wrong with me you know yeah <laughs> what am i doing what am I doing? what am I doing but that's it you know in the end and she is a hero she's a total because hero because she did but, it yeah with no with uh, up against nothing but you know yeah so there's kind of this weird tragedy in it all but i just think it's that worth it it's one of those it's it's great to be a successful artist but if you are a successful artist you're probably not a genius right right because there's never i don't know of any like again i as soon as you think of one you're like yeah they were like mozart was successful when he was a child prodigy but once he started manifesting his genius eh, everyone left so right. generally if you study the history of art in any field the people who are doing the work that will speak to the future are not the ones who are making bank at the time except the beatles yeah except the exactly exactly you're right except in those rare cases where yeah. something where synchronicity brings something together that is inarguable, and that does. It, it's true. That does Renoir. happen. <laughs> right. he, he made a little money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are— like He's said, not that great, though. There are examples, <laughs> but are there good movies about Renoir? I don't think so. Yeah. I know. And his work is— ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know what I think about the Beatles. Th- bash on Renoir now. And I think the, the, the secret of the Beatles thing is that it's not one person. If it was just one person, like Bob Dylan would be the maybe the an- analog or Elvis Presley, but there's a the decay that happens around one person over their life makes it hard for to, to stay that golden thing. But the fact of four people coming together and making something that could never like a movement, like an art movement, maybe like when an art, like the beatniks or something when there's, and you take one of them out and then it's not that thing anymore. And so that thing can't decay. That thing remains sort of perfect as long, you know, unless they get together and they're bad. But that will never happen with the Beatles right. for tragic reasons. But still, that's I, mean, I think that might be the reason, one of the reasons that they escaped that. Well, I think the Ringo Starr All Star Band is pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was forced to go to that one. Oh, Somebody really? had free tickets. Well, you know, there's all kinds. Of, you know, yeah. you, there were there were a lot I'm of serious. different versions of the Ringo's. Which what, which version did you well, see? Well, it was that with like a Pete Frampton. Peter and Frampton. I think the whole thing was horrible. Like the whole th- the people there that it was just this weird geriatric huge arena concert. But I did keep on telling myself I was like I'm looking at a beetle. I'm I'm looking at an actual beetle. You know, and Peter Frampton, he's on his voice box, you know. And it's like <laughs> okay, I think this is important, you know. But overall, an actual beetle. Yeah, an actual Have beetle. you ever met a beetle? Not yet. You're like, I will. I will happen. He might not even be able to see me. He might be blind at that point. <laughs> I met Paul McCartney. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. That would be the best Beatle to meet, I think. Well, there's only two left, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're clear about how you feel about <laughs> Ringo, Ringo Star. <laughs> you can skip that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> I know that's a little that's a little negative. Well, there's only two left, you know, they're gone. <laughs> but uh okay. So to recap, Camille Claudel, yay. Basquiat, nay. nay. Paul McCartney, yay. Ringo Starr, nay. nay. <laughs> I I wanna say that these are these are not the opinions of the of this show or its host, but our guest has their say. To sum it up. Sorry, this is a show full of debates. <laughs> the raging political debate. Pro or anti-Ringo? <sighs> How about Yoko? How do we feel about Yoko? Oh, gosh. I, I love just, her. I do. love Yoko, I'm yes. to start with Yoko. I'm on the fence. I am not. I'm thoroughly I'm on. Thoroughly I think she's on pretty. I Team Yoko. I think she's pretty cool. I, I studied conceptual art, so, yeah. so she's my wheelhouse. Yeah, she's, that's a thing. I'm not, I wasn't in the performance art pool. So I think the ins and outs of what she does is kind of escapes me, but well, she's good for the art community. Talk she's about like, someone who's gotten their share of misogyny yeah. and oh, f- and racism on top of it. hundred yeah. percent. We yeah. had a guest yeah. on the show who pointed this thing out, and I think I probably already was aware of it, but it really struck me. She was like, "So she's someone who has been like, she's hated, been hated, and can still is hated by people." vocally and with no shame about saying it since 1967, 68. And her message, her whole life has been peace and love. Yep. Peace, love. Gentleness. Yeah. Nonviolence. Nonviolence. Like she has. Peace for everyone. As like. (laughs) Yeah. There's a reason John Lennon loved that woman. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah. 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 And uh, and especially the more we know about like who John Lennon was towards the end to blame her for the dissolution of the Beatles is again, it's a real a tragic example of scapegoating and rock and roll. And so I any chance this is not to this is not to, you know, to throw you under the bus. But any chance I have to sing the praises of Yoko Ono. Yeah. yeah. No, it really it's just her actual work. I don't know. Yeah, if the, I know ah! Yeah, I don't know if I, know <laughs> I love that. I, love I, do. It. I do. I like don't know the ins and outs of it that well. It's like, so rock and roll. I totally yeah. love it. I like her cut pieces. Uh-huh. Yeah. The ones where she cuts off pieces of her clothes slowly as yeah. she like I like those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're very dramatic and beautiful. That stuff I get. Cool. I mean, I am a painter, so yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. sometimes you're a little limited to your lens. Oh, and, yeah. No, I get it. You know, fortunately with art, everybody thinks that it's with visual arts. You know everything about every faction, and it's kind of like, mm, 
Yeah, I know I what know. I know. I know. And yeah. do you find that you're more critical of things that are closer to you, or more critical of things that are further oh, away? Closer. Closer it is yeah. to you, the yeah. more critical you get. I'd be more likely, like, with a performance art piece to say, I don't fully understand it, but then I will refrain judgment because mm-hmm. this isn't really my genre, you know, so I don't know if it's really good or bad. Like Marina Abramovic, yeah. I really liked her survey a lot. I don't know if I really like her as a person, but I, her work I like. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the nuance in it at all. I just go, oh, wow, this is shocking. This is beautiful. You know, with painting, on the other hand, I'm like, eh. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, bad. Oh, what? You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Melissa Great, what? <laughs> is a painting instructor, and I was lucky enough to spend a day at her painting class. Oh, right. Oh, wow. It was amazing. You're an incredible painting instructor. I do have a lot of opinions, though. I didn't and realize that once you were there. I was like, oh, I it's have It's funny. Opinions. It's entertaining. It's great. Yeah. I try to keep it light, though. Well, you've done that here. Okay, good. Yeah. You had a smile on your face the whole time. <laughs> it's fun. I wish I could fun. do that. I have a, you know, I have the, the resting grump face. <laughs> People always like, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. I'm just relaxed. This is you just must my not face. be that relaxed. I feel like yeah. when I'm really grumpy, I'm scary grumpy. Really? So, yeah, it's either super happy or just like, <laughs> whoa, you are about to cry and you're an upset person. I'm and glad like, you didn't bring her to the. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, honestly, if you, honestly if you had, that would have been. No, actually, yeah. she's invited to the show, too. Yeah, next yeah. time. Yeah. I'll just be like, Tah. Yeah, next, like, you're feeling grumpy. Yeah, book a Radio 8 ball we'll show. We'll talk about yeah. artist biopics. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Rip them apart. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post some I'm gonna post a link here to your website, and oh, maybe you can tell me one picture you'd like to use. You can let me know which picture you'd like to use for the sort of the avatar of your episode, and we'll make one of your art pieces. Okay. That. Sure. Yeah, you could do the Cheeto bathtub lady. The Cheeto bathtub lady. Yeah, I did the Cheeto bathtub. She's she's a cutie. Yeah, she's pretty. She's a Cheeto hot lady. lips. You know, and she's is, a hot lady. Is there is there any? Uh, I'll post this so now you can maybe tell us a little bit about it really quickly. Is there Cheetos lately have gotten a bad name because they've been associated with the person oh. who is currently inhabiting the White House? Oh, Cheeto so, King. Yeah. So was 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 there were you were you thinking about that when you had this Bridget Bardot looking woman who might be the kind of woman that yeah. uh, he might have grabbed in paid, an inappropriate area paid for sex uh, <laughs> with her mouth with her mouth covered in oh. Cheeto jizz? Oh. Well, that's another thought of it. That no, way. it was literally it was literally something I heard on KNX that a woman broke into someone's house, got in the bathtub, and started eating Cheetos. <laughs> As a and, protest against uh, Donald Trump? No idea. <laughs> Just she broke into their mansion like, and started that, eating Cheetos. Was it Yoko Ono? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how great would that be? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of the pages in that grapefruit book. Right. <laughs> no, so it's literally an event that happened. And I said, oh, no, that's too good to pass up. That has to be a painting. That has to be but a painting. But we could interpret it as Cheeto, the Cheeto Lord. Yeah. You know. This is what happens. Cheat, Cheeto Lord in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we eat him away and he's gone. That's, that's what the, That's the I happy way it. to look at it. Exactly. It, a beautiful woman. Who just, just consumed him. Consumed him and he vanished. That would be that super poetic. That would be poetic. so beautiful. Poetic justice forever. That would be. That's the great. That's and, the ending of that And he comes tale. out as a fart. Yeah. <laughs> as an orange fart. As, as an orange fart and just the pates into the air. Yeah, there we go. I love it. Fairy tale.
Oh, I could use that for yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Ideas galore. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's the end of our episode. You just, you just finished it. That was it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave